Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I have a very, very special guest, William Barr. Uh, He has been a huge support of my podcast and my buddy benches and everything in general since day one. Uh, Every week, I get feedback from him on my latest episode, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, We actually met back in 2019 when the IJA, which is the International Jugglers uh, Convention, came to my city, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And Bill has been a juggler for many years um, and was a past IJA president, actually. and I'm really excited because this episode is going to be released on um, World Juggling Day. So you will learn a little bit about juggling and a lot about the juggling community and also about a pretty neat award in this episode. So I'm really excited. Thank you so much, Bill, for uh, joining us today. Well, Sammy, this is beyond a pleasure for me. Uh, as you know, I start every week with Sammy Smiles and have been doing that for well over a year. And it really makes my my week because it kind of sets me back towards service and thinking about other people. And then it connects me with you. And then I'm I'm just super impressed with what you are doing. When I was your age, I was in middle school, we had junior high. And I was lucky enough to be selected by my speech teacher to be in the plays. And then another thing else, at that time we had uh, the early morning report and it was written by other people, but I got to be the one in the sound booth delivering it. And so I was, you know, and in those days, you just deliver it to the school, not to the whole world, like you. but it changed my life because it, it was how I started being on stage and learning the techniques. And, and so it's really a pleasure for me to share this with you. And the other thing I want to say is that one of the things I'm way impressed with is the range of people that you talk to, which I would call all human beings. And uh, I'm like that. It's one thing I love about the IJA and juggling is that we relate to all ages of people and all cultures and different situations and openness to the world. Well, a lot of people who are in middle school only kind of relate to the middle school people. And the thing that really impresses me, Sammy, is how you treat all of them equally, all of them with respect, and I may get emotional right here, but what really impresses me is how much they treat you like a peer. Because you present yourself that way. That's remarkable. You know, you've got the mayor of your city talking to you like a peer. You've got the lieutenant governor of Indiana talking to you like a peer and suggesting you do some speaking to you. You have, you know, Broadway stars from New York. It's just wonderful. Most adults don't know how to do that, but I think there's just something about you that that, that genders that. And, and I was that way when I was young because I knew I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> when I was young, and I knew the adults had more information. So it's a real honor to be here with, with you, Sammy. And it's it's a lot different to be on the show than to be watching. It's a lot more fun. This point. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm really honored to have you on my podcast, and I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, So I know you've been juggling for a long time, and I will admit that I am 
not the best at it, but um, I did, I, like, I still practice, and I still pick up, like, my juggling balls and juggling uh, rings sometimes, so I think that's a lot of fun, and my two brothers have actually gotten pretty good at it pretty fast, um, and I know juggling takes a lot of patience and practice, uh, so yeah, what did you start, um, when did you start juggling, and what kind of role has, um, has it played in your life? So, I mean, I started when I was 11, and uh, I recently rewatched the uh, 2020 uh, IJA Benefit Show video, and I saw your two brothers juggling. <laughs> and so I said, well, we taught them to juggle. It's great. So I was 11, and it probably would have been like the summer between sixth grade and seventh grade. And in those days, sixth grade was uh, elementary, and then seventh was when junior high started. And I have clear memories of it. I went out in the side yard by my house, which was grass, with three baseballs. Because I was in Little League, and they were very dirty baseballs because I played with them all the time. And I was autodidact. I taught myself. Auto is self and didactic is teach. And so I've thought many times, why did I do that? I know my father uh, told me we could be on television. And I have a memory kind of a stand and some kind of a show. But I cannot call up any memory of a juggler in that show. But it seems to me that it's likely that there would have been one because why would I then go out and do that? Well, in those days, uh, late 50s, early 60s, we just had great physical education programs, as we still do now. But we got you know, involved with probably 100 different physical activities. Uh, juggling was not one that was in the school, but I taught myself. And it's the one thing that changed my life the most. But I didn't know at the time. So I learned a three-ball cascade. And then uh, my mother cooked dinner every night. And I thought, I wonder how you juggle eggs. Mm, cool. So of course we had, so I went in and I got a captive audience, you know. Hey, mom, did you ever see me juggle eggs? You know, well, she was used to a young boy. <laughs> you know, and she just pretended not to watch. So I juggled the eggs. And uh, I said, this is easy. And I stopped. Caught one egg, caught two eggs. The third egg came down, hit the first egg, crack, egg yolk all over my hand. My mother just kept cooking. She was, she didn't. I thought, hmm, I guess there's more to this than I thought. So I thought about it. So, oh, no, just don't let the second, third egg hit the first egg. Keep them separate. And I never broke another egg yolk again. And then I didn't see another juggler until I was 28. I learned under the leg and how to pass five balls with two people. And then I taught myself potatoes on a potato shed when I was working. And then after nursing school, I taught myself, again, how to do what I now know are called clubs, but I didn't use clubs. I had little plastic bowling pins. They're very light. They weren't, and I taught myself on the patio how to do it. And so I wasn't uh, really around other jugglers, and I learned to do four until I was 28. I was in San Francisco, Bay Area, and juggling was kind of a, coming up. This was in the 1970s. And that's when I got around other jugglers. And I was in a park. And I was waxing poetic about how great juggling is. And this guy said, you should join the IJ. What's that? It's an International Juggler Association. So I joined in 1976. And I got my little newsletter, which was mimeographed, asked a historian or a librarian what mimeograph is. <laughs> it was a little machine and you turned it and it, it made copies mechanically. <laughs> Here we are talking 2,000 miles apart 
in real time and it goes to the whole world and back then you have a and it had two staples and it talked about picnics and I, I love this group they're just it's not classy it's, it's a regular group so then I didn't go to that convention and the first convention I went to was in Wilmington Delaware with Stu Reynolds Stu Reynolds was a chemist at DuPont made artificial blood made his own clubs and but by that time I was kind of wearing tailor-made suits and dressing up and really being sharp you know in my life so they just accepted me right in and i've done my research on who i want to meet like you do <laughs> you know it's a good thing to do and uh, i volunteered to be the in helping registration so in two hours i met everybody that was on my list to meet but they kind of saw me as part of the group because i was i was working I was volunteering and then we'll come back to that service when you do service more comes back to you than when you give as you already know in your life and so I just said, wow, I'm at home. These people are great. And then I volunteered to perform, and then they had me on the benefit show, and I've been doing the benefit show off and on ever since. So I think the role it's played, I thought a lot about this. When we're young, Sammy, as you know, we get exposed to, around, learn about many things in life. And we don't know which one of those is going to be the one that changes you. I've, I've heard you say many times, wow, theater is pretty cool. Wow, television is really great. Wow, acting, that looks good. See, because it's, you've, you've, you've been to New York. You've been on a real television set. And it's a lot different than being in Fort Wayne on the TV. You know, it's like, whoa, this is pretty good. They have people that just write songs for you. You know, they're professional. Another person comes out and sings it to you because it's New York. And so you've been at You've been around that and plant some seeds, and I see that. But at the same time, you've been in Lieutenant Governor's office all day, and she treated you really well. I love that interview. It's one of my favorite because she really means it. She understands you're the potential match. And you've been in the mayor's office a number of times, and they see you as a potential you know, person. So you've had this a number of opportunities. And we don't know which of those seeds are going to grow. They'll all actually grow. So I didn't know juggling was going to change my life. But the way it changed my life, one, is that I didn't know I was going to do a juggling act. The guy just said, hey, we, we got some girls over here. There's a couple of young girls playing guitar, and they need a break. And would you come juggle? So I did my first act. I had no act. I've done a little piece. I've been doing it ever since. Freight and salvage in Berkeley. And then I got a job to perform at a huge trade festival in Sacramento, 600 vendors vetted. I mean, it was a big deal. And, you know, I wore my suit, and, but I didn't have an act. <laughs> Two, four acts. So I made up something. Well, I've been performing ever since for 44 years. So I think one thing it does is that for most of us, Sammy, you're, you're going to go to college. You know, you're going to, it'll be a big decision where you, you know, you're going to go to or I'm not sure I applied to Stanford. I was just talking to a woman yesterday. She graduated from Stanford. She's at Princeton, one of the two best universities in the world. And she's a juggler. And, and maybe you'll meet her. Look, see, so you'll have to decide where to go, but you're going to go. And you'll have to decide what to, what to do. But then the real decision comes, what is your job going to be and why? Well, Sammy, most of us who got lucky and kind of got born with the gifts, we've been doing it to get these. We're born and we grow them. We're around the same kind of people. You know, you're around service people. You're around people who can handle themselves. You're around people who are undaunted at being 12 years old and having an international project. 
we tend to gravitate towards those people because they're like we are. Well, with juggling, I can relate to the whole world. I can relate to everybody. I can meet the Vance family and we get along. You know, your father who's like six foot a thousand, <laughs> one of a few people taller than I. You know, he's just very uh, wonderful man. Your mother's so kind, then your brothers and then your little sister. I just, but, but because I've been a juggler and been a, you know, we can relate to all those people and we can go to the Boys and Girls Club and relate. So one thing it did is allowed me to use my talents. I like acting, but I like being me. And as a juggler, I write my own act. I write my own script. I wear the clothes I want. And I present myself as Bill, but Bill the juggler. So I take on my persona, but still me. I like being me. And so that was a good, a good part of it. It gives me an opportunity to do service, to, to use my talent. And when I, for, for a while, I had a, uh, a manager. And I'd be backstage reading books by Oxford University Press. It's been the most intellectual juggler. <laughs> That's why. So I said, well, juggling's not serious enough. So I went to grad school and I didn't perform for six years. And I was just in grad school. You know, I got to read 30 books in 10 weeks. <laughs> well, I was only 20. Yeah. So I came back to Richland and somebody saw me and said, hey, will you perform? And I said, I would. I didn't rehearse, I didn't prepare. And I was doing walk around and I'm doing the cascade and I look through Sammy and there was a little boy smiling. And I thought, there's something more serious than this. Something more important than bringing happiness to, to people. It's a, it's, it's a gift, it's a talent. I don't know why I have it. I don't know why I should be joking, but I don't have the light not to use it. I've just performed ever since. Because what is your thing? You know, what makes people smile? And just recently, I did a show where there's a kid, he's smiling, and I took a picture. Okay, so the second, so, so bringing happiness to people, juggling has given me a vehicle. And then number two, friendship. Lot, most of my friends I went to grade school with, <laughs> junior high, we stayed together. But the group of people that I had the most, it's still my friends after 40 years, are Bob Nickerson and Jenny Rose and Tom Dewart. They all come from the juggling world. And so it's given me a, a whole lot of relationships with people who are like I am, people like you. You and I have a relationship. We know each other because of juggling, Sammy. And it's great because how would I meet you know, Sammy in Fort Wayne? How would you meet Bill in Lexington? But we have then kept up our friendship and the fr friendship with your family. So that's the second thing it's done. It's given me a whole lot of opportunity to interact with like-minded people. Who are creative and who are service oriented. That's the key. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I definitely sorry, what? That's a pretty long answer, but I've had a lot of I've had a lot of years to do that. Anyway, go ahead. I love it. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Um, and I really appreciate the answer. And um in my side of the story, like a few years ago, I was invited to the IJA convention and I was really impressed with how talented everyone was and how friendly they were and just how big of a, it was like all one big community. Um, we went in one day and then came out as if we were a part of the juggling family. And I think that's really cool. Um, and it just felt like I'd known everyone. And I think what's really cool is I've been able to stay in contact with some of the people as well. Um, so I think that's just really cool. and. I'm going to skip the question about a little, uh, you can like answer a little bit about what IJA 
IJA is in a few minutes, but you kind of answered a little bit about that in the last answer. Um, so um, when you, would you stand up and show everybody your IJA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we're at that. I'm wearing the t-shirt that, that I got that year of um, when I was invited to the IJA convention. Yeah, and and I love it. It still fits me and I wear it as well. So I love that. <laughs> Thank you for what you said, Sammy, about our inclusiveness. And, and you went in one day and you came out as part of the family. And you are part of the okay. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Um, so when you contacted me back in 2019 to speak at the Juggling Benefit Show at our local Boys and Girls Club, I was really honored and it was a really neat experience being able to talk to a bunch of the kids in my community and also I got to watch a really neat juggling show um, with many, many different acts and I thought that was really cool. I love that we were able to get a buddy bench in the Boys and Girls Club as well in honor of our visit and we just went back there a couple of days ago and got to see the buddy bench again. So that was that was really amazing. Um, so has the benefit show always been a part of the IJA convention? Yes, it has, Sammy. The uh, juggling kind of started around 1900 is in vaudeville. I mean, juggling's been going up 2,500 years. You have pictures of Egyptian women juggling uh, and, uh, you know, artwork of them. But it, it really kind of came up with menstrual shows, but then in vaudeville, that's when the club passing and everything started. The IJA started in 1947. The year I was born, so we're the same age, and it was because with you know movies they still kind of had vibe, but once movies and then television was coming and uh, World War II was over, you know vaudeville was was you know and the jugglers weren't going to be able to work, so they formed the International Jugglers Association in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at a uh, another uh, kind of performers convention. They had tried to form it in the 30s, but nobody would form a group because they didn't want anybody stealing their act. You know, but now they're not. So I've read the publications, Roger Mantanen's uh, Juggler's Bulletin. I, I've read the old ones. They're, on, they're, they're online. And there's a line in there about the first convention in New York. And it was a picnic. And it said, and the hospital shows. And it's plural. And I've seen the pictures of those guys. They all wear suits and ties and they're married. You know, they're very, it's, it's 1947. So then I've read each uh, report from each picnic and convention since then. And they always did a benefit show. And so, yes, it was part of it from the very beginning uh, to give back, to do service. It was Art Jennings was one of our eight founders. And I was around him many times. We both served on the board at the same time. And of course, I was much younger, but he was old, but service was always part of it. So then uh, I, I don't know whether it was there every year until 77, but I know when I came in then in 1977, and as I said, in Wilmington, Delaware, Stu Reynolds was also a very uh, civil cultured man, and he had made sure we had a benefit show. And so I think there were many of them before I got involved. And so I volunteered to be on it. I performed. And then I performed on it for, uh, I went to eight conventions. So I just kept being the director of it. I wasn't the director the first time. But then I said, this is good. I like it. And Sammy, I was a registered nurse. And one of my uh, people that I look up to, one of my heroes in performing is Bob Hope. And Bob Hope always did lots of benefit shows and always went overseas and performed for, for our troops. And uh, so I was doing already a third of my shows in San Francisco were benefit shows. 
mostly for older people. I was about 35, 30. And I enjoyed being around older people a lot because I was learning from them. And so I kept the benefit show going then for till about 85, 86. And uh, I say I kept it going. I directed it, but really we had a group of people that were great. We had our own band, Lenny and La Banana. <laughs> they played the accordion and the stand-up string bass, which was a wash tub with a stick coming out of it and a rope. <laughs> and she was the, we had fun. And, and uh, it was just, uh, Ed Jackman used to be on it. He was the best. It was great. So then after, for a while, I didn't go to IJ just because I was, you know, family, going to school and stuff. And then I went to the 50th in 97. We had a benefit show there, which I was fortunate enough to do that. And then when I came back into the IJ, just came back in just because now I had time, uh, it was in Portland and there wasn't a benefit show. So it kind of, some other people had tried to run and it just didn't, it takes a lot of work and effort to do it and there's no we do it for free because nobody we do it for love and uh, so in 206 i called bob nickerson i think you met and i love bob he was a he's a former marine he's got three kids he said yeah let's do the benefit show so he and i for the last 14 years you know, so we've done about i've been involved between 22 and 26 of them uh we did a great video in 2020 with uh, our friend David, who was on your podcast about a year ago, you're kind of have him on there, Pavlov. And uh, so it's a community. And, and uh, we made that video in a trailer. Every time I look at the credits and I get emotional, there's so many people, Sammy, that do it for free. It's an act of love. And so that's it's this community. You can be a great juggler, but you have to be a service person to be on that. And many people say it's the best part of the convention for them. And one other thing I'll say about it, and then, uh, when we came back in 2007, I had it so that the performers were in the back, and then each person did their show. It didn't work because the performers were speaking around and wanting to see it because they wanted to see each other. So now we put all the performers on stage so they can watch each other the whole time. <laughs> jugglers usually don't get around the jugglers that much, and then they get to it. So it's a real, it's a real, uh, it's a real community. Uh, people, I, mean, I really hope it continues because at some point, I'm not going to be able to, we don't know, maybe you'll be some kind of a part of it because you know how to produce things. <laughs> You're really good at that. And uh, that's what it takes to, to, be, to do the show. So maybe in the back of my mind, I have maybe Sammy Vance will be somehow a part of keeping this going or having it morph into the next. Okay. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, so again, thank you for sharing that. And uh, when watching the benefit show, something that I thought was really cool was seeing how it impact, um, juggling impacted not only the jugglers themselves while performing it, but also how um, it really meant a lot to everyone watching it. And that's something that I can relate to, like while watching it, it really, it was just such a cool experience to see everyone juggling and see the happiness in everyone around them. Um, so I've talked a lot about how amazing the year 2019 was with juggling and everything. And something else to add on top of that was the creation of a really unique award, the IJA Sammy Vance Youth Achievement Award um, that was created in 
um, honor, and I was honored to be the first recipient of it. Uh, in the years since, it has gone to many deserving youth and making a difference. So, uh, Bill, can you tell us a little bit about the IJ Sammy Vance uh, Award and how it got started and how you decide who gets it? Sammy, I've thought a lot about this, and I've decided that I'm going to tell you most of the actual story, which you don't know. I don't think you know all of it, because I could always tell it in a very short, attenuated scene. But because you and I are talking, I want you to know in this context how it started. So uh, there's a decision made to have that convention in Quebec, Canada. But what does that have to do with Sammy Vance? Well, Bob and I carpooled to Canada, but I went to the uh, Philadelphia Art Museum before that, and in the train going there, there were two other passengers, and they told me that there was an Andrew Wyatt Museum. So again, since what does this have to do? So, they, they so when we came back, we had a couple hours. I said, Bob, what do you say we go to the Andrew Wyatt? Sure, let's go. So we went to the Andrew Wyatt Museum. Well, Andrew Wyatt has been deceased, but his son, Jamie, is alive. And I said, I'm going to make it my, one of my goals to meet Jamie Wyatt, he's a very famous artist. I walked in the next room and there was Jamie Wyatt. You know, it's one of the quickest goals I ever met. So later I came back and I was a mountain here. So you'll see how that connects. Badger Mountain. And I used to go up once a week, three times a week. Well, okay, I got other things to do. So I said, I'm going to go up once a month. So this is exactly how this award started. So it was January 31st. It was a gray, steel, overcast day, cold. I really didn't want to go up there. But I made a decision. So I'm up on the mountain on the top. Very few people. I'm coming down. There's a lone woman coming up. And we're going to meet each other. So I said, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? That was great. It was over there, but I met it. And she said, yes. It looks just like an Andrew Wyeth painting. I'm like, what? How does she know Andrew Wyeth? He's not commonly known. That's how I met this woman. And, and uh, her name is Michael. Took me a long time to learn that name. Anyway, so we kind of got to be acquaintances going up and down the mountain and she told me about her family which I won't go into all that but she would we would send videos back to each other of positive things because she had two young girls and was trying to get them into service and so one Friday I get an email now we're getting closer to email, and it's about a young man who does things with wetlands and I was kind of that so I clicked on it and I'm watching this young man I believe from California uh, about wetlands and the next thing I see, he's going to Fort Wayne, Indiana. What? Why would he be going there? And our German convention is going to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, a place I hadn't heard of. So what is this? So I look next thing, there's Sandy Van. So that's how I found about you. So it's a very, you know, there's a lot of connections here. And so I read about you. I looked at your videos and stuff uh, about the buddy ministries. And I went to bed. I was in bed and I thought, we should give her an award. Just like that. That's what happens. Yeah. And we in the IJA, we had a situation where people thought we should initiate rewards. So we had long had awards in the IJA. And so, but we didn't have anybody for anybody who wasn't in the IJA. I said, no, we should honor the city where we're in. So the next day I get a hold of Heidi's, your mother's email. She sends me right back. On Monday, we're talking. I mean, she, it's because she responded. Most people don't. She responded. Well, I had to make sure you were going to be there. I didn't want to give it to you. Oh, yeah, she'll be there. So uh, then we had to get the board to agree to it. 
So I emailed her, oh yeah, the board meeting's in a couple days. Just fell into parts. So I, I pitched it, they agreed to do it. We gave it to you. So it wasn't, it wasn't planned, it, wasn't, it just happened. And uh, I made a decision that I wanted it named for you because it was engendered by you as a person. It's not a generic word, it's about human beings making choices in their life to do service. And I made a decision, the board agreed, and then we had a little committee of people uh, that it should be young people who are doing extraordinary service, which is what you do. Who actually start things, who actually make things, who follow through. And so that's our criteria. And of course, then the pandemic hit, so we weren't in a host city, so we gave it to three people who are already in the IJ and doing service. And then this year to a person you know, Victoria Wren, she's from Pittsburgh, so that's where the IJ is founded. But, but it's not just for anybody, it's for extraordinary service. So we're very particular about who we pick. We have a committee of seven people, and we all have to be unanimous about it. And I spent a lot of time researching uh, people. We did pick three people who are already in the IJA because we weren't going to a horse city. And then uh, actually, Victoria, we got on your, your podcast. Uh, and it was really when she was from Pittsburgh that, okay, she's from where the IJA was found, and that's the same. But uh, uh, we don't give it just to give it. We, it has to be somebody who is really, and what, what our motivation is, is that, you know, the world is changing very rapidly. And Walt Whitman said, each generation is fittest for its time. And so really what we want to do is build a community of young leaders who are really doing things. And you live in a time when the world's open to you. Look what we're doing. <laughs> You're having an international impact sitting in your house. <laughs> You have the tools there. And me, I can participate, but it's not my world like it's your world. But the power, Sammy, is the interaction between the generations. The graybeards, the gerons, it's a Greek term. The, I call your generation the global generation. Because you think globally, you act globally. You think about all human beings. And so just because we've got a little more experience, I think the motivation is to kind of bring those people together to see, but we learn from each other. I learn a whole lot from you. That's why I open, that's why I start every week. <laughs> so that's what we're trying to do is encourage those people, lift those people up and, and uh, it's about service. Thank you for sharing and I love that. And I'm so again, honored to um, have received this award and I just, it brings light to my day when um, ever, it's brought up and I just, I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. And you bring light to my day every, every day. Same goes for you, so thank you. Um, and as I've gotten to know you through the years, uh, we have stayed connected and you have spoken often about the importance of doing not, and not just saying and like leading a service field life. So can you speak just a, um, speak a little bit about what service pl plays in your life, just a little bit? I think it's 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 in life in general, Sammy. We we there's about eight billion people in the world. There's been about a hundred billion people give it days of Homo sapiens, and we all come with a psyche, a soul inside of a human being, and we better take care of ourselves. You know, we have to eat, we have to dress, we have to 
we have to have self-interest. Uh, that's how we stay alive. And, and we do that in a community, in a family, because we're not able when we're, when we're young, but then we start to take more and more responsibility. But within that, some people are very self-oriented and they think that's the way to go. And I think that is understandable, but then there are other people who get their enjoyment from life, from service, from from you know, a community for being interested in other people's well-being. And I think they understand that everybody's well-being is tied together. And so I think that service to other, with other people and for other people is really a, one of the keys to a sense of well-being and happiness. And I find that I get along much better with you. And then the remarkable range of people you have on this podcast with I was telling Simon about this podcast, and I said, well, they're all doers, but they're all service people. It doesn't matter what age or where they live or whatever. And so I think I would encourage young people, and I want us to work together, Sammy, over time, to have workshops or to have ways to communicate to people that this is the answer. This is the way to go. You know, think about other people. It comes back. That's what makes you happy. You know, not, not having all the material goods. It's it's people. We're all in this together. We all live on one planet. We're all children of the sun. And and we're all intertied. So juggling has been my vehicle for that. But as you know, it's really the human relationship. And that's that's all we have said is human relationship. And what goes away, that's what's there. I appreciate you uh, for sharing that. So thank you. I think that's a great message and I love that so much. Thank you. Um, and if you're ready for the rapid fire round, then I am. I've seen about 70. Most people say, oh, what is that? I've seen about 73 of them. So let's go. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I even need to explain what it is. <laughs> to see what kind of different questions you have. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so if you're ready for it, then I am. I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite juggling trick? My favorite juggling trick is passing clubs with another great passer. My brother, I remember my brother learning how to do that. And I just love it. And it just it gives me a feeling in my mind. And I, I'm reading research papers about that right now where they're studying neuroscience. And I hopefully have a meeting set up with guys researching that feeling with good, good passers. And I've been fortunate to have a great partner. I just love it. I love the performance. This feels good. You're working with another person. Uh, what's your favorite color? Well, I think blue I wear a lot, but my real favorite colors are gold and white. Nice. I like mm -hmm. I'm wearing a yellow shirt. Today. Uh, favorite food? Milk and honey and shrimp. And my father once told me, Bill, you cannot travel to a country that does not have cows. <laughs> because I, I, I drink milk every day and, and, and honey. Nice. Every day, two, three times a day. Uh, what about your favorite animal? I really like lions. It's uh, a wheel. And your sisters, right on the verge of being a wheel. And that's uh, we'll it. And uh, I really like dolphins and whales. I like gorillas too. But, uh, I, I love dolphins. I love dolphins. Nice. <laughs> um, do you prefer hot or cold? 
I prefer comfortable. <laughs> I just like to be happy. And in my life, I've experienced a whole lot of real cold because I swim in cold water a lot. I swim in the Columbia River now. It's very cold. And so, but it's external cold. And, uh, and then I live in the desert, so I run in the desert a lot. I run in the Grand Canyon a lot. And I used to never get cold when I was a kid. And I never got hot. But your body changes. So now I just like to be comfortable. I was in Hawaii, it was 80 degrees all the time. So, oh, this is cool. <laughs> but I do like the extremes. I like, I like it all. I, I, like, I like it. It's fun. Awesome. Um, would you rather speak to animals or be able to speak every language? I've heard you ask this many, many times. And uh, I love people. Animals are great. And, and I've taught myself, actually, bird, how to listen to bird sounds. And, and I've had a lot of experience actually listening to mammals because they don't talk that much, but they do a little bit. But people, and I speak a little bit of a whole lot of languages because I found all you have to do is say, you know, my friend, I said, teach me Czech. And she said, what's well, a useless language? It's only eight million texts. No, well, she taught me how to say, you know, uh, Samash. Three words means how are you? But they're so surprised and they know I'm, they speak back to me. I don't know what they're saying. But I just say, you know, Mom seduction. Yeah, I know what it means, but if you can say a few, you know, I saw some people from France the other day and I started saying, you know, Chevalier, you don't know how good It just gives you can I can't speak English. And I love English. I love English. I would rather speak a lot of languages. Awesome. I'd say I have the same answer, yeah. Like people. <laughs> and for the last rapid fire question, would you rather fly, be able to fly, or would you rather fly or drive? Well, I can do both, can I? I mean, by ride an airplane or ride or drive a car? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in my dreams all throughout my life, I fly frequently in my dreams. I love that feeling. And I can elevate on that. And I get a planned view. But uh, no, my father taught me to drive when I was 12. And I, I love driving. And you know, you're in an airplane, somebody else is at the controls. And also when you're in an airplane, what if the controls don't work? <laughs> so I like driving a lot. I fly a lot, but I really do. I like being in the yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like having my hands up. <laughs> awesome. And Bill, for the last question to ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile? Sammy, it, it is, you have no idea how much you and our interaction adds to my life. And, and it means a lot to me, and especially in the last two years when it became necessary for all of us in the world to attenuate our human interactions. You, every week, watching Sammy Smiles has, has really given me a lot of strength every week. If Sammy can work these computers, I guess I can figure it out. Sammy can get this done, I can too. So I think the thing that makes me smile the most is to watch people being happy and be part of it. Uh, you, but remember, Sammy, when we were sitting in the auditorium together, uh, watching the shows, and you brought your friend the last time, and your sister and your mom. That makes me happy because we were being, we're each being part of each other's world, and we were increasing each other's world. 
uh, you were having a new experience. I was part of that experience. And so I think uh, for me, one of my most happy things that makes me smile is to just eat with people. And then after the food, to just sit and talk. And it's called Sobla Mesa, the time after the food. And people don't do that much anymore. I grew up with that. And your family does it. We spend a lot of time talking. So that's really what makes me the most happy human relationship with people who are choosing to be genuine and who like each other and who really understand that, that this is the joy of life. This is the richness of life. It's the you know, relationship of love and care, caring about people and doing good things. That's what makes me smile. That definitely makes me smile as well. Yeah, thank you so much for being on my podcast. This is such a fun conversation, and I'm really excited to put it out there for the world to see. Happy World Juggler, uh, Juggling Day, Juggler's Day for when this is coming out. Um, and again, I just appreciate you in general and having you on my podcast. So thank you so much, Bill. I mean, all I'll share with you is listen to your heart. And it's not our energy. The energy flows through us. But it is our choice and responsibility, what we do with it. And you're doing great things with it. Thank you. And I think Bill's message is a great way to end the podcast, as well as you don't just have been dealt to make difference. You could be a kid too. I hope you have a great day, everyone. Bye. <laughs>